Welcome to the FNO InsureTech Podcast, a place where movers and shakers from all points within the insurance ecosystem gather and discuss all things InsureTech. We talk about how technology and innovation are affecting and driving change in the industry. Here are your hosts, Lee Boyd and Rob Beller. Hey, podcast world. We're back, we're back. from summer vacation. Summer vacation is over. It's over for us. And you want to know what? It's over for you because we don't want you on vacation if we're not with you. So right. if you're on vacation and listening to this, then never mind everything that I just said. And welcome <laughs> to another wonderful, fascinating, interesting, straightforward edition of FNO InsureTech. How exciting. Hi, Rob. Hi, Lee. I'm you just back. pump me up, man. You just pump me up. Well, you should be. We're all always all excited here at FNO InsureTech. I'm very glad you're back. I missed you on the last podcast, uh, but you're you're back today, and that's exciting. I I always feel like I'm missing my my right arm or something whenever you're gone. <laughs> I just like can't can't quite function right, and so I'm glad you're back. Wow. That's, that's, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Well, you were gone. You were on vacation. Uh And and so where were you? Some Mm -hmm. exotic, some amazing place. Oh, absolutely. My wife, it was my wife's birthday. And so it was her choice of what we were to do. And she wanted to have a staycation. A staycation. Staycation. Yeah. Staycation. What a 2020s (laughs) word that is, huh? It is. And and so that's exactly what we did. We stayed and catered. I mean, I guess I guess you went swimming in, in the backyard. We went swimming in the backyard. We watched movies during the day, which my wife thinks is this tremendous, exciting, extravagant That's a pretty big deal. I haven't watched a movie do. during the day or a TV show during the day in mm-hmm. years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what we watched yesterday on the last day of our vacation? Mm, I don't. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. You know, my dad said that's an actually really good show. It was very good. He it told was me, very he said, enjoyable. you need to see that. And I said, I don't think I'm going to see that, Dad. He goes, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's actually really good. It was It was kind of like our podcast, which is why I bring it up. It was very light. Oh, it was a lighthearted, uh-huh. just uh-huh. a good romance just movie. Right? Light and easy to watch. Not so much of a romance, really. I don't know. Uh, I have no I, idea yeah, what it's more about. Between, uh, the romance between a woman and... Her Paris. dress. Well, I have no idea what this movie. That's about why she then. went to Paris to to buy a dress, and uh, it was very it was very good and very enjoyable. And as was my vacation. But good. enough of that jibber jabber. I'm back, and we have something really important to talk about today, and that's Pro Navigator. Yeah, we get to talk to to Joseph at Pro Navigator, and he's going to tell us all about it and and what it does and what it is in a nutshell is a system that is designed specific for the insurance vertical and allows you to become more organized with your your documents and all the pieces of information that you need to work to do business. The Google of insurance. The Google of insurance. Very interesting. A great, a a super smart product that I can't imagine what incredible value added is for these organizations that have been using SharePoint, we even heard <laughs> Lotus Notes. I mean, yeah. old, amazing old school uh, stuff. Spreadsheets uh, to to find and, and and house 
uh, information. And so we get to hear all about that today. And so do you. And so without uh, further ado, we will get to our interview with Joseph D'Souza, CEO and founder of ProNavigator. Hey, everybody. We are here with our guest who's coming to us today from Canada. 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 Get out of this country. See, Lee, we cover the world. Look at that. We're big. This is a worldwide podcast. It's a worldwide podcast with uh, worldwide guests. And where where in Canada are you, Joseph? So we're an hour west of Toronto uh, in a city called Waterloo. And um, it was famous, of course, back in the BlackBerry days. And I don't know if you ever used the BlackBerry at some point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, BlackBerry at its peak was uh, had, had a lot of staff. Um, and then when BlackBerry kind of started to go down, it sprung up an ecosystem of startups and tech companies. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, the talent that we have, the University of Waterloo has some of the best uh, software engineers and data scientists. A lot of them were in the valley, but they're you know here within the ecosystem. There's hundreds of startups that are within this area. So That's technology, awesome. I, I technology rich area. Yeah, I think Google's second biggest office outside of the valley is here in Waterloo. Um, we're going to use so. we're going to use that word Google several times here going forward, and 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 we're about to tell them. Well, first of all, let me introduce who the heck you are. We have Joseph D'Souza with us, who is the founder and CEO of Pro Navigator, a startup from Canada, who's with us today to talk about his his product, which is certainly a unique and interesting one, and which is why we asked him to be here. And a shout out to Jen Byrne. Can we do that, Lee? I think we should do that. Uh-huh. Jen Byrne hooked us up. Jen Byrne, a mover and a shaker in Thank the you, tech world. And anyways, so thanks. Thanks for being with us. And is it a nice day in Canada today? It's hot where we are. It's it's a beautiful day. I can't complain, and I'm I'm delighted to be on this podcast. I I listened to a couple of episodes and some incredibly smart people you've had on uh, tackling major issues in the industry. So, thank you for the opportunity to share my story and view on some of the opportunities ahead of here. Let's start where we typically start, and that is by asking you to maybe give us your elevator and give us a couple of minutes on on what Pro Navigator is and, and what, what it is that you do there. Absolutely. So we help uh, insurance companies uh, more efficiently store, manage, and use their documents. So these are underwriting guidelines, policy wordings, endorsements, business process manuals that typically sit outside of the policy management systems today. So they're in places like a SharePoint or a box or some sort of intranet. So we're replacing these some some cases ineffective or maintenance heavy intranet document systems, and we're simplifying and speeding up how staff access that information in real time. And we do that using some smart technology, some automation, user friendly interface, and some customers have kind of referenced our product as 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 a SharePoint replacement with like a Google search layered on top for internal staff. Um, and, and really that's our mission is how can we solve and unblock this, you know, bottleneck of information, which is so critical in our industry. And, uh, we can unpack kind of how the, how the company was started and the, and the story around it, but that's, that's us in a nutshell, our, our, our elevator pitch. Give me an example of what, you know, what, what would be in there? Is this like HR documents or is it how to documents? 
you know, or is it actually policy and things like that? What What's an example of documents that you would store and, and put in, into ProNavigator? Yeah. So typically underwriting guidelines, okay. uh, policy wordings, uh, application forms, uh, internal business process manuals, uh, endorsements. These usually are not in a in some of the larger policy admin systems are usually stored in SharePoint today. And, you know, when we, you know, when we go into in the early days, when we were talking with potential customers and trying to understand their world, we'd see all these multiple systems where staff would have to go to find information, whether it was a SharePoint or a box folder or some sort of internet, you've got multiple monitors and applications going up. And, um, and then the changes that happen so frequently where wordings are changed and there's a new version or, you know, yeah, there's there's some exceptions and that keeps growing. And so that volume can be anywhere from 300 documents on the low end to in some cases, 30,000 documents that customers are referencing within their own instance. And so with those documents, you can go in and up and update that one document and it'll update. Everybody's able to, to see the update the next time they're looking for it. Is that right? 100%. So this becomes almost a, a single source, if you will, where staff of all skill levels can come in and find what they're looking for in a, you know, Google-like experience, if you will, um, to, to find what they need in, in a couple of seconds. So it's like the library. It's like the library. Yeah. 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 It's where yeah. everything's held. Uh -huh. Where you just go down the right aisle and find the right Dewey decimal number. And, uh, and, and, and there's the information that you, that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so interesting enough, the way the, the way this kind of started, the way I fell into the insurance industry, I don't come from the insurance background. Um, but, you know, I, I started the company uh, off the backs of a phone call I had with my carrier where I had a question on a, on a certain coverage. And um, I had to kind of head to the bank and, and thought I'd just jump in the car, call my carrier. By the time I got to the bank, my call would be done. And an hour and 35 minutes, I'm still on hold. And uh, I have the screenshot and I, you know, when I'm doing presentations or sharing the story, I pull up the screenshot of, of, of that phone call, but I couldn't believe I couldn't get an answer to a simple question yeah. um, in less than an hour and a half. Um, of course, now, of course, the carrier lost my business, but the idea for ProNavigator was, was born and I started really diving into some of those processes to kind of identify, is this a carrier specific issue? Is this an industry wide issue? And if it was, why wasn't there a solution to solve that? I, I have to ask, what was the question? <laughs> it was a it, yeah. It was a coverage question. I said, "Is this covered in my policy?" It was coming up for renewal, and I wanted to know, "Is this covered in my policy?" Mm -hmm. And an hour and thirty five minutes, I was still on hold because they couldn't tell you yes or no. It was multiple systems. It was waiting online. It was transferring me over to someone else. It was oh, my system's working very slow today. Mm -hmm. It was it was a combination of things that led to this long wait time. So significant customer experience impacts. Potential, hundred percent. The 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 impact to that, I'm, that was just one symptom of the problem. But you see right. so many symptoms of what this impacts in an organization like that. Tell me about the the search feature. So you have these documents. Is it using keywords to like whenever you put a new a new document in there to be searched? Do you have to tell your system what that document is, or is it using keyword search? How how would somebody search for a policy on X type of loss? 
Yeah. So, you know, when we think about search in our in our day to day lives, I would say, you know, Google usually comes to mind. You know, you go in, you type in a query on Google, it's finding the relevant web pages, it's extracting the exact answer that you need in the form of a snippet. So when a staff is coming into our tool, they're coming in there and they're typing, whether it's an SPU back uh, SPU coverage. So we know that that's sewer backup. Uh, OLW endorsement. We understand that that means overland water. All the variations for how staff may search for information within these documents where, you know, a coverage could be called one thing. It could be uh, 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 acronym somewhere else. And we're standardizing all that information, understanding the query and the language of insurance. And then we're going into the documents and pulling the most relevant snippets of information in a couple of seconds. That's awesome. So on to go back to your example of, of your you know, uh, entrepreneurial moment, uh, that you had that led to where you are today. Uh, what would the, the first person had typed in what into your, into pro navigator? Uh, so back to kind of the phone call, they would have looked at a policy wording documents and typed in a specific coverage and it would have been able to pull up based on the dates is it this version or do they have to reference a version from last year? Exactly what is covered in that policy. Mm -hmm. And would have been able to answer that question instantly. Would it just give them the wording that they're, that, that, that they're asking about, or would it give them an answer to the question? It would give them, it would pull up the actual wording that they were searching for. Um, that was, that was attached to my policy mm -hmm. and describe, is this covered or is this not covered? And then maybe there's opportunities to cross sell or upsell or say, oh, you don't have this covered. You maybe want to look at this um, or, you know, you know, you're missing something that's critical. We made a change and now we have this new package that we'd like to offer you. So there's there was, have been a lot of opportunities to make make that experience better. So that's a very rich part of this that I hadn't even considered is, is that what kinds of insurance is this, uh, you know, uh, focused on? What line? So we initially started on personal lines, home and auto. Uh, we've since expanded into commercial lines. So now we, we're kind of full PNC. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just starting down looking at the kind of the life insurance space. But right now our focus is PNC. Okay. So um, the, the opportunity to sell is really interesting, right? Did that come to your mind immediately? Or is that something that somebody said, hey, you know what? Here's an idea for you. Uh, talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think when we first started tackling this, in my view, it was how can you better service your customers today? How can you, in a world where customers have all the choice in the world, in a world where Uber promises a car is going to arrive in three minutes and it does, yeah. how can we build technology to help insurance companies provide that type of experience? And then as you dig into that, you start to see opportunities within the organization for how this could be applied, whether it's the service team, whether it's the sales team in the call center operation, whether it's an underwriter using our platform, whether it's even claims where you're doing triaging and you're trying to be able to respond quickly. Um, should this be paid right away or should we kind of triage that out? So within an, in an organization like that, there's so many use cases for having a, a platform that can provide intuitive, speed, accurate and consistent information for your, your frontline staff. So is this live? Are there customers using it today? 
So we have over 25,000 users on the platform. Okay. We work with, uh, in Canada, we work with uh, about 15 large enterprise carrier type organizations, yeah. including five of the top 10. Um, we work with a lot of the mega brokerages. So, you know, some of the, the large national agency brokerages. And, uh, and we've just kind of moved into the US. We're working with a very large top 25 uh, US insurer um, and lots of great conversations around the use cases here. Is that what it's really designed for the larger companies more than just a, a mom and pop shop, you know, with just a few people? Is it designed for the larger companies? Uh, I would say it's definitely enterprise grade. We have on the low end, maybe 50 users within a smaller organization, uh, all the way up to 2000. Okay. And I'm curious on the adoption. I, you have this, but somebody's got to go out and find where all these documents are and put them into your system. Uh, and I could imagine at the beginning, that's pretty exciting. Uh, but I, I guess these companies have to have somebody who's willing to go and update these documents in, in, in the system. Is, is that, is that going well for you? Yeah. I think change management is a critical part of any technology, mm -hmm. uh, there is a bit of a lift to get the information out of where those are today. In some cases, you'd be surprised from a box folder to a SharePoint to even Lotus Notes. Yeah. Um, and right. these are large, large national carriers. Right. Once we have it all, it's stored in our platform. So we are a single source of truth. They can start to deprecate if they want these other systems. And then whenever there's versions or changes or updates, staff are always referencing the latest one within our tool. So in terms of adoption, where else are they going to go? This, the, 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 the systems are deprecated. This is where they access that information. Mm -hmm. But, you know, change management is certainly something I, I, it's not an insignificant task. You have to teach people that here's where you're going to go. Here's where you're going to find information. And I think some of the lessons we've learned on that journey is you have to not only provide the solution, but you also have to provide the tools they need to be successful in terms of adoption, where it's not an army of consultants required to get something like this up and running. This is run by the business and the business can manage it on a day-to-day. -day. So somebody at, at the customer is in charge of the constant updating of the system, because I, I would think it would be frequent frequent absolutely the requirements as as i mean any small change in policy language is going to require there there's yeah. one example of an update right yeah they do that today so today they have folks on their team that their job is to make these updates i mean the insurance environment is extremely dynamic right things are changing all the time right right and so when an update is changed we version it all in platform so right from within tool if you're looking at the most current version you can go back and see an earlier version with just one click and um, and that's all maintained and updated within our platform. And this is a this is a SaaS product, correct? Correct. And does it matter how many users they have? Uh, we charge. A, we're a subscription process. So as a software as a service, we don't charge you for you know version upgrades. We don't charge you for enhancements. We don't charge you for configuration changes. It's a cost per user per month. I get it. I I was looking online here earlier and I saw that you uh, made a list of the top 100 tech companies in 2022. Uh, you were number 36 on there on on foundersbeta.com. Tell me about that. I mean, why 
why uh, why were, were were you on the list? What did they what did they point out to say that we need to be watching you for? I think uh, a combination of things: looking at uh, growth rates, looking at hiring, looking at adoption um, awards. I'm not sure how they. Uh, we've been free, we've been featured quite a bit in a number of articles. We've won a number of, of industry awards. Um, the important thing is just keep growing and listening to our customers and building out what they think is is valuable. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure the criteria for that particular one, but it's, that's exciting, uh, right? I mean, I mean, you're on growth. People are watching you, and they're expecting you to grow. Uh, so so, what are some of those growth plans? What are you? You know, is it is it just to keep doing the same old same old, or are we are we going to grow our staff? What what's your plan? Yeah, I think I think a big part of what we're seeing is, and you folks are from the insurance space, and and um, this you know what they're calling now InsureTech 2.0, um, and I and I borrowed that from somewhere else from someone else who had done a presentation on this, but uh, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to look at technology that's improving the organization and the people within them. A lot right. of the focus on early days of InsureTech was, was around consumer facing, quote and buying, better apps and websites, you know, direct to consumer uh, InsureTechs. And I, and I would say there's, there's been a bit of a shift now around uh, InsureTechs that are really focused on back office efficiencies. And that's been our focus from day one. So, so how can we build technology to help the organization itself be more effective and more efficient? And um, and I and I would say that continues to be a focus for us, where we we're one piece in this ecosystem of fantastic companies doing great things. There's so many more integrations and workflows that we can continue to build off on to uh, really enable our teams to just be more efficient and more effective. Right? It's it's hard to find the talent. Um, you know, training takes a ton of time, um, and then we're doing these repetitive, frustratingly repetitive tasks. Um, yeah. How can we provide technology to free them up? I'm. Very interested by the kind of um, take up that you've had in Canada by 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 the PNC industry, and and that you've already gained some traction here in the United States. Uh, what what do you attribute that to? I mean, are people looking? I'm, are are you going? You're going in for a pitch, and they're and they're like, oh yeah, this this makes perfect sense. I'm I'm it's making me crazy. You know what we have this old. Lotus Notes or whatever the heck, or even a SharePoint. I mean, I can imagine it's insane uh, how complicated it can be for these organizations to to get some simple pieces of information. Is that the kind of reception you're getting? I would say uh, it would be two things. I think one is we're focused on insurance from day one. This is all that we do. When we look at what's out there and what are some of the other out-of-the-box solutions that solve this, they're trying to solve this for every single industry. So it's impossible for them to build this mm-hmm. for right. the, the insurance domain, the language of insurance, which is so unique, and the workflows that we have. Uh, the second piece, I think, is uh, I would say the pandemic definitely accelerated um, the need for making sure that staff, wherever they're working from, whether it's home or wherever the most convenient place might be, to be able to get work done anywhere, anytime. And because of that, teams have been forced to figure out ways to disseminate information. And you can't just turn to a colleague, tap them on the shoulder. You can't always pick up the phone and call somebody. And mm. so there was a rush to like, oh, yeah, let's dump it all in SharePoint or let's dump it all in a box account. And you've got thousands of documents dumped in there, not being cataloged correctly. Nobody can find anything. Someone leaves the company. They don't know where that document is. It doesn't understand acronyms. It doesn't, doesn't understand right. coverage types. 
they're essentially become like link farms and then links are broken and permissions are all wrong. So I think it's a, it's a combination of we built this for insurance and in this world of working from anywhere and the need to make sure that staff have what they need and what they're doing today just isn't working. That when they see this, like, oh, yeah, we need like, I hate what we're doing today and we got to solve this. Right. The, 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 you know, we say you're going to get back 26 minutes per day. It's been proven within our platform that staff will get back 26 minutes per day at a minimum using our platform. That's significant for large organizations. I wanted to ask you about forty four billion dollars. Talk about forty four billion dollars. In terms of. I saw a uh, something, I believe it's on your website. It might be in the other information that we have um, on you that your estimate is, is that your product leads to $44 billion of savings when you multiply it out over how many people are in the insurance industry and how many people would be in a position where they need to find information, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think you look at the number of staff within an organization, the amount of time that our average customers are spent searching and finding information and what technology can do to help reduce that time spent searching. So I think, you know, looking at some of those calculations, it's quite significant for many of our customers. We had a, a national uh, insurer that was doing a assessment of our platform and they were trying to measure, in their case, they were benchmarking average handling time, call average handling time. And they set a benchmark of what they wanted to hit. And we were able to exceed that number by 264% in terms of decreasing their average handling time. So it worked out to be about $57,000 per week that we were saving that organization. Um, so depending on the size of the organization and the impact that we'll have, that doesn't even take into account things like, are we all consistent in using the same information? Are we going to write more business because... You know, we're getting back to the speed of responding to a customer. Are we saving that account in my story of, you know, being on hold for so long? So there's all these other benefits that unquantifiable benefits, I think. But really that that savings and time and efficiency is quite significant. Like it's not unusual for me to, on my toolbar at the top of my browser, you know, to have one, you know, one tab that's a Google tab open, you know, all the time for one reason or another. And, uh, um, don't tell my boss that, by the way. Of course and, not. And, and, and so, uh, but like, who's using this at um, at the enterprises at the, at your customers? Is it does it tend to be more, uh, you know, the the call center, or does everybody kind of just have it sitting there on their on their browser so that they can go and as as things happen? What what are you finding there? So uh, within an, uh, an insurance company, there's three types of users. So there's underwriters who are using it to access their underwriting manuals, their documents. Uh -huh. There's call center uh, or operations folks who are on the phone calls and they're looking to make sure that you know they're consistent and that you can have speed of answers and responses. And then claims is, a, is another use case for their triage group. So those are kind of the three groups within an organization. And then you look at the agency world where... They're dealing with 50 to 100 different markets and they're trying to access information from across all of them. Uh, the volume of that is quite significant. Uh -huh. And um, so those are kind of the personas of the, the types of users. Within and, and are these, um, do these tend to be independent agents that are, that are using your system? Yes. So independent yes. agencies? Exactly. Independent agencies that are dealing with, you know, maybe 50 to 100 different markets and they need to go and access underwriting manuals and coverages and wordings from across all of their different markets. And in today's world, it's 
in and out of different portals or it's in an ineffective intranet system today. And so there, there is a use case as well for them uh, where we work with a lot of the larger kind of national and uh, uh, you know, 50 and above agencies. I saw here that you, you work with MGAs. Uh, MGAs will have numerous documents from many different carriers. Whenever they're bringing that information in, do they have to classify or code which carrier uh, that's for so that whenever they search for carrier A, coverage. It, is that how that's done? When we're configuring it for your organization, yes. You, if you're in an agency world or an example you gave where you can filter down by a specific carrier, a specific region, a specific line of business, that all helps with narrowing down and helping you find what you're looking for. And that's part of our configuration work that we'll do within the organization. I get it. So w- when were you founded, Joseph? 2016. And did, did you have any idea what, what was going to happen when you started this crazy ride? You know, they, they always joke that, you know, when you fall into insurance, you never really leave. And I think that's very true. So many people I've met have similar experiences. I guess phrased a different way. Would I have started the company knowing what I know now? Probably not. It would have scared me, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, some of the best people I've ever met in in my life and and some of the best friends I have come from this from this industry and it's just a a, a very caring industry uh, phenomenal people I've learned so much through this process we're just getting started I mean mm-hmm. we we've had some good traction and success and lots lots more to do um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into though mm-hmm. it's it must be uh, very clubby right like there's a club of people who know insurance. And you weren't in that club. Was was that kind of the experience? I actually had the, and I felt they were very welcoming. I think they recognized that they need people from outside the industry to to, to partner with and work together. Uh, and I think back to, we are one hundred percent. This is all that we do. That certainly helps with the welcoming environment right. of let's work together. Let's make this. Um, let's make this work for, for, for everybody. And uh-huh. so now, you know, being in it for a number of years now, it's, it's, it's easy to see so many other opportunities within it. Cause you're kind of part of that world. Now you're, you're, you're part of the inside group in, in many ways, mm-hmm. but uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the people. Uh, I'm, I'm excited at the opportunity we have. So you guys are part of the insure tech movement. Talk about that for a minute. That 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 you're kind of characterized in a cohort out there of you have a foot in both, if you will. Are you are you seeing things change? I mean, 2016, you were pretty early, right? Which was it seems to me somewhat coincidental because it was based on the experience that you had that led to you founding the company. But you now you've been here for you know nearly seven years, over six years, and so t- talk about the evolution and 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 the experience of being an insuretech founder. Yeah, I, I don't think when I started insuretech, I, I, it was definitely there. It was starting to kind of take off, but I don't think when I started, I was like, oh, I'm going to be part of insuretech. It was it was broadly fintech, and we kind of fell under fintech uh, from a categorization point of view. 
uh, it's definitely evolved. I think that I think the shift has been insurtechs like you know Lemonade being one of the most famous ones, the direct consumer, the we're going to replace agents and brokers, and it's going to be all fully automated to the shift that we've seen today of really insure techs that are focused on back office efficiencies. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were from day one. But it's interesting to see that evolution of there's been a lot of investments on the front end and insurance companies want to differentiate on the front end, but on the back end, they're looking for stability. They're looking for what, what works, you know, what is, what is scalable, what can help them make their people more efficient and more effective. Mm-hmm. And I think that evolution now, the focus is starting to shift to many more of those insure techs who are focused on back office. It's interesting. And people that listen to our podcast will know this, that they're the glamour insure techs and I have nothing but respect for them. The big names like Lemonade, Hippo, others, many others, Bold Penguin, et cetera, who have uh, you know hit very large home runs and have done great things and, and achieved great things. But most of the people, most of the companies that we talk to are like yours. They're, they're bringing a very functional tool to a industry that really needs functional tools, right? Because it's a complicated, complex industry where if you make a mistake, which is why it took an hour and a half for you to get your answer, right? Because nobody wanted to make a mistake. No one wanted right. to tell you the wrong thing. And so mistakes in our business are significantly consequential. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, what did Kim Kardashian do yesterday? It's not looking that up. It's looking up, you know, it, it, do I have a liability here? And, yeah. and things that have tremendous consequence. So, um, but, but what we're seeing are tools like yours, not inter, not we're changing your enterprise or we're, we're, we're reinventing insurance because insurance maybe didn't need to be reinvented. Yes. Right. It just needed to be helped. Yeah. Talking to customers is so critical, especially in the early days, right? Being able to really understand the world they live in. How can we build technology that actually can be implemented in their day-to-day? And it's always a balance. It's not only talking to customers and building exactly what they want. Because, you you know, there's that famous saying where Henry Ford said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. So I think it's a balance of listening to really understand the problem and then how can we bring in our technology expertise to build an experience for them that matches their day-to-day um but yeah that i we really had to learn that in the early days of of you know being part of that world so you're venture funded you're um you're you're <laughs> selling your product every day sounds like you have a lot of people uh Tapping on tapping on the keyboard every day in, in inside of your platform. Uh, talk a little bit about what the future would hold holds for Pro Navigator. I think the exciting thing for us, uh, you know, as a Canadian company where we started and working with a lot of Canadian customers, just looking at first validation that yeah, absolutely, within the U.S., it's the same problem, and uh, and in some ways even a greater problem because of the volume and the size. Mm -hmm. And so looking at that opportunity to continue to grow our base of what we do, uh, continue to double down on, you know, features and functionality and integrations that 
make it better for our customers. So I, I see a long runway of, of solving this problem. And um, that for me is this next phase for us is just being able to uh, ha- see some of the same success we've had in Canada within the US. Okay. And, and we'll see you at ITC, right? Of course, we'll have, we'll have a lot of expectations, won't we, Lee? High, very high expectations. Very high expectations. Just to give you some idea, we like, we like to be treated really nicely. Isn't that right, Lee? <laughs> we, we just want to be able to say hi to somebody. So Yeah, we just want somebody to... <laughs> we just want a friendly face. <laughs> to acknowledge that we're even alive. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't wait. It's been... A, I did go to ITC last year, but it was a different... It was still not what it used to be, you know, right. three or four years ago. And right. so I'm looking forward to catching up with so many folks and meet you face to face. And I think that it's one of the great conferences that we get to go to. And so we're really excited about it. And we look forward to meeting you in person. Please bring us some swag. We're swag hounds. Uh, T-shirt. Oh, yeah, we love water, those. Water bottles are good. Alicia Moss drinks a lot of water. She Alicia likes Moss water bottles. drinks a lot of water. Um uh, we also like we like t-shirts. What else do we like, Lee? Just nice smiles. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we thank you for being with us today. It's great. And and coming to us all the way from north of the border, where um things seem a lot less crazy than they are here in the United States. Um, so good luck with your uh, uh entry into this market, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas next month. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Lee. Yeah, Rob. Lee. Lee. Yeah. yeah. I, I, this, this is what was interesting to me here is okay. that once again, we have another tool and you and I could go back through our, through our episodes and, and, and name many, many tools. Some that are very highfalutin and some that are just straightforward and basic that help the process go faster, better, stronger for both the, the insurer and the insured. And, and, and this is another one. This is about saving time. It's also about saving money. And at the end, it's about getting the right answer to the question that's asked. You know, we don't want to take 97 minutes to answer a question uh, when we can answer it in 15 seconds. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a neat tool. It's a great tool. It's a, it, it's a needed tool in the industry. Mm-hmm. And we and are really grateful to Joseph for uh, sharing his story with us and most especially for sharing it with you. Uh, thanks to our production staff, our capable production staff, even though we are really not sure what Alicia Moss keeps in her drinking water bottle drinking water in quotes and uh we thank you most of all for being with us and enduring this once again and we'll say to you what we say every time when we're at the end goodbye everybody